I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we've started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. I learned something from this movie that we will be discussing today. I, I did. I learned that the secret to longevity and a happy life, if I want to live into my 90s, it's grape nuts. Grape? And Who a, knew? A guy named Duke. We're always looking, you know, for that, yeah. for that, 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 uh, that, that winning combination that will keep you young forever. And apparently yeah. that's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. I thought it was maybe moisturize and you know don't dr- drink but no it is uh great nuts and a guy named duke grape nuts and duke it's a, a very informative educational film here that we chose it is why don't they play this in schools really i, I mean they should i mean it it is a it is a film that teaches you that all work and no play leaves you with a hole in your windpipe exactly exactly if he had just you know relaxed a little bit yeah maybe had an actual bay breeze you know mm-hmm. uh just enjoyed life a little more maybe he yeah. maybe his path would have gone a little bit differently but but no he was so concerned with work and pleasing his bosses i mean you you have to admit jack is a very hard worker he yes. really is i mean yes. if i'd been stabbed in my windpipe that might be a time for me to reconsider my choices in life maybe change mm-hmm. vocations just slow yeah. down but no, he he's like, I will just take this scarf from you, fellow passenger, and d- keep going on my quest. Like, yeah, well, he's not really phased by it. No. No. Look yeah. at him. Him and um, Lisa are both, you know, very dedicated to their jobs. And they are. They will do whatever it takes to, you know, make sure that they're, uh, everything goes smoothly with their tasks. And that's admirable, I guess. But only Lisa learns that work isn't everything, you know, because nope. she's nope. going down that same path, you know, mm-hmm. she bends yeah. over backwards for these people at work. And what does it get her? And she's finally like, nope, you can shove those comment cards up your asses. I'm not going to end up with a pen in my throat for you fools. Good for her. Good for her. Do it. When I go, I'm not going like Jackson. <laughs> it's like not going to happen for me. y'all. sorry. Not important. Nope. I gotta go Jeez. watch the comedy marathon with my dad. What is yeah. the comedy <laughs> m- marathon? Like, what does that mean? Is it like? Yeah, they could have been a little more specific with that. I think. Is it like a sitcom or is it like stand up or movies? Yeah. Like, I I need to, like they showed up and like I'm gonna watch the Three Stooges marathon right. or or the Seinfeld marathon. And, like, uh, come on, y'all. All in the family is on all night. You know, yeah. it's something. You know, I love that Archie Bunker. He mostly just sits in a chair like me too Mm-hmm. this must have been the easiest paycheck that brian cox ever got probably probably yeah he looks like young in this too maybe i'm just used to seeing him as like an old man all the time but like yeah <laughs> yeah it's like a, he he dyed his hair black mm-hmm. and he just walks around and looks in rooms he gets knocked out off screen yeah it's like I'm kind of wondering if he did this while like re- recovering from some sort of major surgery. Like he just called his agent and and was like, "I need work, but I need something where I 
can just sit down for most of it. Get me something stay in, easy. Yeah. You know? they stay in the house and yeah, <laughs> yeah. not do anything. Because he did the ring a couple of years before this. And I swear he yeah. looked older in that than he does he did. in this. <laughs> I guess it was just, you know. Interesting. Movie magic. And lighting and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. And also, I mean, let's be honest. No one looked great in the ring. It's that washed out yeah, grayish true. green true. Saul ba- bathroom look. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it works for for the, it, the tone oh, they're it, going it for, works, but yeah. it, but nobody looks. But good it's now. ugly. <laughs> it's ugly. Yeah, nobody's gonna look good. No, no. I mean don't pick any horror movie from this like really? three year period. You're gonna get a no. lot of like washed out blues and yeah. <laughs> whatever the fuck Stay Alive looked like. It was just like blurry <laughs> when we watched it. And I was like, what? What is going on here? I can't. I don't know what's happening. It's like, did they filter this through an old Atari system? Why yeah. is it pixelated? Yeah. What is, what is this? happening? <laughs> Is this a concept? What's happening, y'all? <laughs> Weird I time mean, it, for Hollywood. It works. It's a masterpiece of a film, as we discussed, but, you know. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. Our dear Elizabeth Bathory. Yes. Hidden in there somewhere, there's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Inside all of you, there's a masterpiece waiting to come <laughs> Just out. Just waiting to <laughs> come out. <laughs> you are a masterpiece. <laughs> I think I'm gonna hit 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 the road and tour with that. I'll be like a motivational speaker, and that'll be my theme song. You are a masterpiece inside you. (laughs) Perfect. Very lucrative. I think so. This movie has has really it it's made me want to change vocations. One could view this as a. A pandemic allegory about, you know, how we have been working our asses off too hard. And then when you finally had a moment to relax, then you realized mm. that mm, maybe things had gotten too, too much, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Ever feel like Smart man, that Wes Craven. Too Smart much. Man. Yeah. He always knew what to do. He really did. He did. And watching this, show, it's, it's such a, and I don't mean this in any sort of negative way but the story right. is very slight in the sense it is. that it, it is. it's it's it gets to the point i don't think most people even have a character name it's just like disgruntled passenger like it's not like yes. bob it's just uh, disgruntled pa- pa- passenger kyle gallner is there as just some kid with like um headphones on and i think his yeah. in the credits it says like brother of kid with headphones or something like it's it's there's there's no specific city here you know even like we said the comedy marathon what is the comedy marathon we don't know um it's so it's 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 just a very simple story told very quickly but he manages to bring so much personality to this movie even the characters that don't have names which is uh, the majority of them they have these personalities and little quirks and things you know it's it's it's, and you could really tell he kind of worked with them all to kind of make sure that they each stood out in their own in, in their own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I noticed I, that too. I, I, yeah. I like that a lot. I, I, I hadn't seen this since it first came, came out, but that's what I was mm. taken with the most this time was just everybody seems like they're actually playing a part. They didn't just phone it in because they were playing, you know, passenger number four. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. They- yeah, you're right. The writing is fairly broad, but they they um they do a lot with um what they're given and that's Absolutely. That is nice. Uh it's a, a pretty a good little three-act structure, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. You got the opening which is very kind of rom-commy, like yeah. let's you know, introduce these characters and uh they're going to meet 
up on the plane and maybe fall in love later and blah, blah, blah. I remember that the trailer in particular was, I was gonna shot say, that yeah. way. Yeah. It was It wonderful. was like shot like a, like, yeah, like a rom-com for the first half and then there's like the turn and then. It um, really pull, pulled out the rug there. But I I, yeah. I I haven't seen the trailer in a long time, but am I correct in saying that I think it made it look like he was like some sort of devil, like his eye actually turned red at the end. I, and then that sounds familiar. Got, yes. Like, now that you say really it pissed off like it wasn't supernatural it was just a thriller Mm. i thought it was going to be about like the devil or something and people got really mad (laughs) could be yeah it's like calm down it was still a really good movie i mean anytime west carbon made a movie it was like oh it's gonna be a horror movie but like you Mm -hmm. know this is more of a psychological thriller and i actually mean like thriller this time not just like i'm calling it a psychological thriller (laughs) (laughs) although i will say the, the the last act of the film is a little delightfully slashery where where they're it's, just, they're just like running up and down the oh, stairs yeah. and hiding it's hammy. and it's hammy yeah yeah, yeah. i, I kind of love it <laughs> it's like straight out of a scream movie there um e- totally. even her like bit of dialogue where she's like uh, not in my house i'm like that's yeah. such a sydney prescott moment <laughs> where did i read the um originally the script was written for this is imdb so everybody take this with you know a grain of salt but it says that um the film was originally written with robin wright and sean penn in mine um, um when which was it would have been first <laughs> that was a while yeah. back uh like if this uh, was like 97 or i don't i don't know I, I, apparently that was part of uh, west craven wanted younger leads in general but like oh. I, apparently would have had older because they would have been a bit older so i oh, don't know okay i, I mean know. i i could see that i think if they were gonna go for like a more ma- mature film but you know the studios were like no we need young young and hip we gotta the blood get the of kid, virgins. kids. <laughs> kid, we gotta get the kids in there. The yeah, kids love the Notebook. Let's bring yeah. in Mick Adams. You know that, yeah. that's. I'm sure that was a dis- dis- discussion. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and I mean, it did well in theaters. So it's it's. Uh, I think it was something like 96 million against a 20 some million. So that's wow, pretty damn good. That's I remember great. it was. You know, it had a moment there. It was. Everybody was talking about it. it was I mean it was mm-hmm. only a few years after 9/11 so there was all the everybody was afraid to fly in general and this kind of yeah. you know got captured some of that flight plan came out the same year as this um oh, so there was flight plan something in the air you know Oh flight I don't remember flight plan that much I know I saw it but it was kind of like well, well, I remember it has a, an absurd twist like I, I don't yeah. remember exactly what it is but I just remember the twist is ridiculous <laughs> I kind of want to watch it again what it was either I just yeah, it was like it it was something about her kid went missing on the flight, right? Yes, the flight. And I can't remember. Like, it's like they're they're hiding the kid in, but like literally in the plane somewhere. It's I, I don't I even think know. It's, she's it's, in like the where you put your carry on or something. Something like, like that. She in like yeah. one of those compartments. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. And she's just been like sleeping the whole time or something. Right. I kind of want to like, rewatch oh, this now. We'll see. Maybe. There you <laughs> are. There's my ch- child. Yeah. <laughs> oh crazy oh. crazy 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 oh boy um <laughs> fucking flight plan yeah. <laughs> um that was a movie that was a movie that was a movie um, i guess i don't know it's been so long um yeah i know i, I couldn't tell you much about it <laughs> uh but yeah i think a lot of fear of flying was still kind of in the air but yeah, I mean, I think we picked this for two reasons to cover. One, because the 4K just came out, mm-hmm. which is beautiful, by the way. It looks mm-hmm. great. Um, haven't checked out the special features yet, but it looks beautiful. 
And wasn't this also the first time it was on Blu-ray too? Yes. Yeah, it never had a Blu-ray release, which is crazy How to me. How wild is that? Because it was pretty successful in theaters. You would think yeah. they would have streamlined this thing, but it's weird how some movies are like that. Like um, uh, What Lies Beneath took forever to get a Blu-ray mm-hmm. release. And sure even did. though it made quite a bit of money in theaters. Yeah. And also I thought this might be good because, uh, you know, we just had a new Scream movie come out, right? We did. And uh, um, the, you know, the Scream was, of course, directed by our dear... Wes Craven, D- does anybody not know that? Because now you know. This is, I I don't know why you have to uh, Brand spread lies new like that. Information <laughs> that is everyone knows it was directed by Steven Spielberg. Okay, mm. and they lied. They covered I it thought, up. It's a conspiracy. Uh, I thought it was Robert Rodriguez, but um, no, he did part two. That's what you're. Okay, okay, about. that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, yeah. it was definitely mm-hmm. part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't want, I thought it was Wes they, Carpenter, actually, but... You they know. don't want you to know this. It's the secret. Big okay, Pharma's okay. covering it up, man. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we've got uh, Scream 6, which, you know, Scream has six. gotten a predominantly positive uh, response from people, I think, it seems. Yeah, Mostly I mean, it's looking positive. Been, it's been three weeks since I've seen this movie, so I'm, I'm already, like, yeah, blanking out on a lot of this. <laughs> Me <but>. too. <laughs> I, I think oh, I liked oh, it. No. Like I remember enjoying it in theaters. Like yes. I, I was pretty engaged for most of it. So that, that's it good. It was yeah. an awful lot of fun. I had a it really was. good time. It was with yeah. it. Like pretty much all of them, except for maybe the first one. It's got yeah. flaws, but I overlooked them. the The only major one, and of course, let's we we should say there will probably be some spoilers in yes, this. Spoiler alert! In the movie. So. Spoiler alert! Spoiler! 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 Skip! Skip ahead spoiler. if you if you must. Skip ahead. I was bothered that, like, especially towards the end, I felt like there weren't really any stakes because sure. people would get stabbed like four million times and they would show back up at the end like, hey, guys, I got this little Band-Aid on. I'm I guess I'm good. Right. I'm like, what, yeah. what the hell? Like, just let people die so that yeah. we care more, you know? Yeah, I think it's that trying really problem. hard to do this like calling back to all these other films in the franchise in particular scream 2 mm-hmm. which was kind of the one that started this whole thing i mean it did kill off randy i will say that which was mm-hmm. a risk at the time but like this one makes callbacks to like when dewey was stabbed like a million times and somehow survived right. and it's the same with what's his face in this movie um chad chad yeah yes like there's that little callback at the end where he's like oh i'm still alive just like dewey was and i i <laughs> I think that is this the sort of I don't know I don't know if it's a detriment to the movie, but I think it it does do all these callbacks to like previous films, which is fun, right? But uh, I, I don't know. It's like you're calling back to something that was already doing a lot of callbacks to begin with. Like you know, mm-hmm. Scream Two was referencing all these '80s horror sequels, so it, it, you kind of create this feedback loop now where like. There's nothing left to comment on, so now you're just commenting on your own franchise, which is yeah. interesting, I guess. But again, it's just like okay, round and round and round we go. Like where, right? I don't know. It's just, it, it. It was um. It, it, yeah, I, I don't know where I'm going with that train of thought, but yeah, well, it it does seem like th- these last two have been less about like where horror is now and more about mm-hmm. the fandom and the online critiques and bullying and stuff like that it's it's become more about that sort of aspect of these movies than the movies themselves like they'll name 
check yeah. a few here and there, but it's not really like they're not. It's not really about the movies like the first three were and to an extent right. part four was as well. Yeah. It's just kind of about like the people that like the movies and who go too far. It's not. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, the, after all of that stuff, I think maybe it's good to go in a kind of a different direction. I'm cu- curious to see where the next one will go. Um, I've heard rumblings. It might be kind of connected to like true crime and mm. st- stuff like that and how they might exploit the uh, victims and stuff. So I don't know. That could be yeah. potentially in- interesting. Yeah, I left this one not really knowing what it was saying about yeah. anything like the mm-hmm. part five like hit you in the face with it you know it was like right. we're talking about toxic fandom hey did you know we're talking about toxic fandom toxic fandom yeah. toxic fandom. <laughs> um this one i was kind of like what what are you trying to say about anything and really the only thing i could kind of figure out is that it was sort of talking about franchises but like really more just the scream franchise in general like mm-hmm. um because there's just like all these callbacks to like every like every single screen, which was interesting because we hadn't really seen that in some of the the previous movies. Like um, Scream Four pretty much ignores three. Like there's one mm-hmm. reference to it, but otherwise it pretty much ignores it. And even five, like there's like a brief reference to like, oh, this happened like ten years ago. But in general, it, it's not like name dropping people from right previous films for the most part. Um, uh, whereas this one is, it goes all in, you know, where there's Easter eggs galore, especially with this whole shrine that's been set up. Um, and I will say again, hopefully people have seen the movie at this point. I think these writers continue to struggle with killer reveals. Like I was uh, yeah. once again, kind of let down by this, but. Uh, well, I, I, in terms of what the movie is trying to say, I do think there's something that it it's not fully formed but it's it was interesting just to be brought up which is the whole idea of the character of sam who mm-hmm. by the way i liked a lot more in this one than the last one i think she's yeah. much more interesting and engaging yeah. um but her whole experience after the events of the last film and how she's been br- branded as a murderer for defending herself because she mm-hmm. happens to be you know the daughter of this infamous murderer herself and how that's been spread online as this kind of conspiracy theory i i liked that i thought that was kind of an interesting theme to play with i don't know if 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 it's fully developed or not um but i guess it does tie into the killer reveals which yeah as you said are not not really the the best i there there's they try to go for a Debbie Salt thing with one of yeah. the killers, but it does yeah. not work. It just no. feels kind of like, okay, so we're going to do that from Scream 2 as well? Exactly. Yeah. It's it's like really? literally just copying Scream 2, but with less interesting actors and yeah. less engaged, like less developed characters. And it's just, it's, it's yeah, a little... I mean, I, it's yeah. just like, I think the Debbie Salt one worked because there, there, there was genuine anger and hurt behind that character. Laurie Metcalf is a better actress than all three of them. So it's like, I, I mean, that could well, be a part of it I too. Mean, like her performance is so yeah. freaking good that, that but um, she's yeah, a I better actress than pretty much anyone out there. I mean, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to top her, you know? I, I, and I don't know. I think these, these, um, these filmmakers have been a little afraid to really lean into the campier aspects of the Scream franchise, like the full out camp. Like I'm not seeing anyone like um, Mrs. Loomis or even like Jill from part four, like 
it's I feel like they're they're wanting to go more serious ish, which I understand because that's kind of the environment we're in right now, at least pre Megan. We'll see post Megan what what, <laughs> yeah. what horror looks like. But um, I'm kind of hoping for part seven that they just like camp it up honestly like you know bring in jennifer coolidge fun. like just make it like ridiculous but um, yeah i mean that we'll would see. be fun. well if they're doing because it, it seems like the last one homage the first one this one homage part two if yep. they homage part three it's gonna have to be campy it's I gonna mean, have there, to there's be no way it can't because that is probably right. the campiest one of the entire right. franchise thanks right. to parker po- posey the goddess right. it um, is it, it's it's just a tough franchise to continue because it's like Mm -hmm. how far are you going to go with the satirical elements you know are you going to say that like nobody's dying because we're referencing other horror movies where people don't die as easy or are you going to actually commit to making a real horror franchise where like there are stakes and people actually you know can't die i mean Um, i i think that's why it was sort of upsetting to me and that's probably my main gripe with the film is because they do take time in this one to really get to know the characters and i found them rather charming yeah i was like you went to all this trouble to develop them but you're not going to really bring any stakes into this and and so that was kind of upsetting because you know i like to go to horror movies to feel bad when people die you know it reminds you of being a human being and yeah all that stuff but oh well very true very true what else? What else? I, I think. Well, I love the opening. I thought that was something different yeah, than had been yeah. done before. Well, I thought they were going to do the the stupid scream three voice changer thing at first. Like, I felt so too. I was like, oh, I was no. like, please don't bring this back. I mean, I would believe it. <laughs> I will. I will believe it more because it's not the year two thousand when we did yeah. not have that technology. Now you probably could do something like that. But you yeah. probably could with like AI and all AI that. Stuff, yeah. I'm sure it's definitely more possible now. But but right. then like once the first victim is dis- dispatched and the killer takes off their mask i was like oh well that's hmm, interesting so we know who the Different. killer is right right away yeah and then it kind of pulls like a sort of like mario bava bay of blood thing mm-hmm. where there's like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you meet the killer and then you kill the killer or killers and then you're like oh so there's there's someone else here who's a killer it's like what the hell <laughs> right exactly i thought that was very fun i was like yeah, this is I did too. different and interesting I'm curious yeah. to see where this goes. Yeah. And it was yeah, a very, very smart opening. I didn't miss Sydney, to be honest. I was glad that she was gone and taking a break. I, I yeah. liked that. I don't think they could have really come up with a great reason for her to be there. Um, exactly. Yeah. It, it would have been really, really forced. I I don't know. I've heard some people criticizing what they've given Kirby to do. I thought she was fine. I, I And this so is too. like, you know, hot take here i kind of think they should have just committed to making her the killer but that's just me um yeah, that would i been know at least riskier yeah i think it would have been a sure. bigger risk i think it would have been very polarizing i think some people would have fucking hated it and that's probably partly why they didn't do it but i i just feel like you could make like some kind of uh i don't know like almost seven kind of thing where she's wanting to like basically just make this whole thing stop. And like, the only way to do that is by killing both the killers and the people who keep getting hunted. Right. Um, But, uh, and I know I've heard some people be like, well, that wouldn't make sense because you know, that would be like making uh, Sydney or Gail, one of the killers. And I, I get that. But then I also think like, we only saw this girl in one movie 10 years ago. So we don't really know much about her. So I I don't know, maybe I would, if it was done well, I think I would have bought it. 
if it was flubbed, which I think could have easily been done, that I would have been like, oh, that's stupid. But so I... It would have been a risk. Yeah, when they first introduced the idea toward 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 towards the end that like she's been lying this whole time and mm-hmm. like she was let go from her job because she was crazy and shit. I was right. like, yeah. huh. Like I got kind of excited at first. I was like, this could yeah, be interesting. And then of course they don't really pay that off. But no. it would have been fascinating just to see where it would have gone. Yeah, it could have been interesting. I think that Hayden Panettiere would have given a better performance as a she killer too. Very fun. But- she would have had uh, a ball. I can just tell. Yeah. But, oh well. Um, I, I, even though Gail wasn't given a lot to do in this, I did like that whole sequence where mm-hmm. she's in the apartment building. And, you know, um, I thought that was really well shot. And uh, I thought they she felt a, a little, little more like. Yeah, me too. Me too. I was yeah. a little concerned there for a second when she stopped breathing. It looked like I was like, if yeah. you motherfuckers do this to me, so help me God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will tear yeah. this screen down. <laughs> I think she acted a little more like her old self, a little more than mm-hmm. um, she did in the previous one. So that was that was nice. There um, were a few more little sort of barbs in there, you know. Yep, the, yep. This, there was some f- some fun stuff with her and Kirby, I thought. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was, yeah, she was a little more, you know, a little more classic yep. Gale. Very action-packed movie. Like there's like yeah some of the, like that scene in the um, gas station is just like mm-hmm. intense. It's like out of Terminator, Terminator, or Term- one of those it movies. It's just it's crazy. Yeah, it's very um, very frightening. There's some great great little scenes in here, like that one, the scene with the la- the ladder, which you know doesn't really make perfect sense. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> like you said, he's just pulling <laughs> this ladder sense. out of nowhere, and it just keeps coming. He's like pulling it out of this like Mary. <laughs> Poppins purse and I'm just like where what is ha- where did where are you storing this oh, sir um it's a little ridiculous but it's mm-hmm. well done mm-hmm. I'm like well it's good oh, all although you know uh Mindy's girlfriend I forgot the character name she's uh, also one who was viciously stabbed yes and they're like just climb just climb the ladder to safety <laughs> and her intestines are like falling out oh i'm like this is a bad plan just yes. let her die in there it'll be easier <laughs> it's like you're just torturing this poor girl <laughs> this is so rude like oh, mindy come on girl it's <laughs> like, true just yeah let her die quickly they're like well we could let you die but let's make you do this obstacle course first <laughs> like, this is so rude. some parkour up in here yeah <laughs> oh poor thing i i oh, did feel bad for her she seemed really sweet i was yeah. ups 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 upset about her <laughs> yeah yeah it's Ugh. yeah it's like most of the characters that get killed you just they just don't develop enough and that's no it, it, i mean typical slasher territory but like yeah i think if they would have killed off at least one of the quote-unquote core four core i think four. it would have been a better movie for it but <laughs> i which they said so, like 50 yeah. times by the way core four they, hey core four they core really four. want that to stick they yeah. really do <laughs> why not i'll let them have that oh i like that it was set during halloween too i did not expect that was, that was fun thing. yeah that was fun. that was really really neat um I I like the scene on the subway, but once again, it's like the stakes. Like you're you're yep. gonna find Mindy, and you're gonna stab her one time. Mm-hmm. Really? Have you mm-hmm. seen these other movies? You've got to take at least like five hundred stabs to die. Right, at least five hundred. <laughs> They're like, we're just gonna cut you, just real tiny, just really <laughs> simple. 
And then you got to make sure they didn't leave some like video on their computer telling everyone how to survive the next one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which you know she did. that in these you know movies. <laughs> Yeah, and her whole big, like, speech, I didn't think was needed because it didn't really... It doesn't go any... It felt obligatory. Yeah. Like, we have to have her do this moment here because it's a screen movie and there's got to be... Right. we got to explain the rules, but, like, it didn't matter. Like, nothing yeah, the rules was didn't relevant. Really make sense. It, it was, was kind of like the whole, like, copycat aspect of part two. It's like they make such a big deal out of that and then it goes nowhere by the mm-hmm. end. You're like, well, mm-hmm. what was that? Right. What was that about? And a couple times they're just like, oh, just ignore the movies. And I'm like, okay, well, well then <laughs> why right. did you just give this whole speech about the, the movies? <laughs> okay. Be consistent. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But yeah, it was fun. All, it was good times. It was, it was a good time. It's, um, yeah, it's, it, it would be up there with my rankings. I want to watch it again, but I, 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 I liked it. And, uh, I did too. when it's released, maybe we'll try to do a full episode on it at some point. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, why not? Maybe when part seven comes out. We'll yeah, just in time for part seven. <laughs> yeah. The final chapter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. For now. As they, they'll say, for now. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> I would have more respect for a movie if it said that. You know, just the final yes. chapter. For now. Yeah. yeah. If they're going to call the final chapter, they need to bring back everybody. I want to see, uh, you know, uh, Rebecca Gayhart and Portia yes. de Rossi. I want to see every single person from the previous movies just pop in here heather moderato again more maureen prescott flashbacks i want an entire (laughs) retcon of her entire storyline she's still alive she faked her death and she is ghostface she is ghostface (laughs) she's like they they never wanted to see my movies that 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 i made back in the 70s well they will now Turns out she killed Meryl Streep, then got facial surgery, <laughs> face-off style, to look like Meryl She's Streep. Meryl Streep. <laughs> and has been living as Meryl Streep with oh Jennifer Tilly God. as a best friend. <laughs> a Meryl Streep-Jennifer Tilly ghost face combo? Come oh, on. God. So good. <laughs> a gay can only dream. Yeah. Yeah. Like, know your audience, folks. Like, the gays are the ones who are driving driving these movies. So, you know, give us something here. I mean, the box office would literally explode. There would be no yeah. box office left anywhere. Right. Exactly. It would make so much money. Meryl Streep is Ghostface. <laughs> oh, my God. Oscar number 28 coming her way. It would legitimize these movies even more. Man. I bet, you know who I bet would actually do it? Kate Blanchett. Maybe you could get her to do it. Oh, she maybe likes, so. She likes horror movies. So that maybe would be her. so much fun. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Lydia Tarr is ghostface <laughs> she, she finally snapped like i will not conduct for this, this stupid music anymore i i can't do it i've snapped no more video game music <laughs> if i can't get famous for my music i'll get famous for my murders <laughs> and she only targets like st- students at her old s- s- school oh god oh perfection maybe we just perfection. need tar too. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's what we need. The revenge. <laughs> Still Tari. <laughs> Cancel this. <laughs> yeah, Tar 2. Canceled. <laughs> oh, boy. Or uncanceled. There we go. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I, I it sounds like a that. musical, like, off-Broadway <laughs> uh, sequel that <laughs> unauthorized... Oh, 
that's what I was kind of bummed about. Remember yeah, when we were talking about how there yeah. was no there was supposed to be a musical, or they just lied. Yeah. They lied. Yeah. They said, "Oh well, it's in New York. We'll just pretend there's going to be a stab the musical." There was no right. stab the musical. They lied right. to us. They no, lied. I, that was that was disappointing. And uh, and this 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 whole like shrine thing, like how much are they paying just to keep all this shit in this you know uh, office? Because uh, New York Dear real Lord. estate, let me tell you, not cheap. Oh man, not cheap. Yeah, I mean that little tiny apartment where the big ass ladder came from probably costs you know two thousand a month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Imagine what that big ass building's going to cost. Yep, yep, yep. Goodness gracious. But, uh, yeah. Just a shame. And that would be a great place for off-Broadway theater, too. And they're keeping it. it. They're would. hoarding it for their selfish collection. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Ugh. How dare Ugh. you? Yeah, that, that was a missed opportunity. There should have been at least some reference to, like, a stab musical playing next door or something, you know? That would be so great. But anyway, yeah, maybe we'll do an episode someday. But today, we are yes. ostensibly talking about Red Eye. Yeah, Red Eye. What was that, 2005? 2005. Oh, wow. Directed by, of course, Wes Craven, obviously. Written by Carl Wellsworth, who did Disturbia. Solid little teen thriller. Mm -hmm. And uh, The House on the Left remake. And uh, some random Xena and Buffy episodes, it looks like. There's not a lot of production history, which is good because we talked about other things <laughs> already um, <laughs> yeah. and filled up a lot of time. So let's see. Um, principal photography um, at Ontario International Airport. Production designer uh, Bruce Allen Miller uh, redressed the main terminal to resemble the Dallas International Airport. They also built this giant replica i guess of a 767 plane um that they could um manipulate through hydraulics and like move um while people are on the plane which is pretty cool um you would think hollywood would just have like a couple of these laying around this at this point for scenes like this uh yeah one would think right it seemed like they were pretty easy to come by during the opening of urban legends final cut because a a fucking film school has one to work with exactly if that film lied to us, who can we trust? Truly. Yes. <laughs> Here's a quote from Wes Craven about the movie. He says, uh, my feeling about audiences wanting to experience fear is not that they will go to a movie to be made afraid, but that they will go to have the fears they hold inside of them all the time be, uh, be put into a narrative that gives them some order and resolution. There is actually a lifting of fears in a scary movie. The audience may be temporarily afraid but they know in the back of their minds that it's safe and they are surrounded by others that are going to uh, going through the same thing. So there's a common communal sorry, communal thing happening. Red Eye takes those deep fears about traveling, about our fellow human beings, about all types of things, and puts them into a story and gives them a resolution, an ending we can all live with. Aw. Mm. God, I love that man. So eloquent. And I think yeah. he's right. I think he's completely right. I think he's absolutely right. I, I think the the best horror movies I've seen are the ones that tap into my own like personal fears. Like mm-hmm. there are some horror movies that I just don't find scary at all because like yeah. I'm not really scared by those things. Like, like right. I have no connection to those things. But there yeah. there are certain other ones that I'm like, oh yeah, like I think about this all the time or some version exactly. of this. And yeah, it's it's I think that's very true. And like I said, post nine eleven, like a lot of people were fucking afraid of flying, which makes sense. And um, I think this taps into that just traveling in general and strangers who you run into. And, you know, it's it was uh, just a lot of fear in the air. This opened theatrically on August 19, 2005. Uh, like I said, did well at the box office, 96 million against a $26 million budget. 
um, <laughs> a lot better than Cursed did previously in the year. Oh, um, I can't believe those came Cursed. out the same year. Oh man! Um, wow, what a year for Craven, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, critics generally liked Cursed 2. It has a 79% Rotten Tomato score. I believe uh, you mean Red Eye, not Cursed. Red Eye. <laughs> I was like, Kevin, wait a Thank second. You. Wait. Um... Critics were not so hot on Cursed, as we talked about. When we... I believe <laughs> you're mistaken, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Although they they were wrong, but. <laughs> yeah, you know, great film, so whatever. <laughs> it's a delight. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um but uh <laughs> oh this is this is a rave review here it says uh peter travers says uh the best thriller of summer 2005 <laughs> i mean what else oh, was man, out summer there. 2005 was that as like a banner year for the thriller uh, i don't i don't i don't remember flight any. plan i don't know what else came out that year <laughs> uh, this, between this and flight plan this one wins yeah. like oh boy yeah, Ebert liked it. He says, uh, a good thriller that moves competently and relentlessly. Uh, he says that, uh, um, well, he, of course, expresses his admiration for <laughs> Rachel McAdams. The moment she changes clothes in that airport bathroom, my heart went pitter-patter. Um, he says that she is so convincing because she keeps her performance at ground level. Ha ha ha. I, uh, I get what he did there. That's fun. <laughs> oh, Rod. Uh, Joker. <laughs> she remains plausible even as the action ratchets up around her, which I agree with. I think that she's always pretty grounded in this performance and uh, solid, yeah. solid. And this does have some pretty ratchet action. <laughs> it, uh, that, that, <laughs> that would be the word I use. Yes. Ratchet. <laughs> this movie is ratchet. <laughs> Why was uh, that not on the poster? <laughs> The most ratchet, ratchet thriller you will see this summer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And it was. I do. I would believe that. Yeah, I would too. I would too. <laughs> um, it was um nominated for Saturn Awards, some MTV <laughs> Movie Awards, and get this, it won the Teen Choice Award for Choice <gasps> Thriller. Wow. What? Oh my wow. God! That, <laughs> A real that, honor. That's an honor. Wow. What? I wonder if anybody showed up to accept. I need to find that video of like who, uh, them yeah. announcing that award. Like who showed That's up exciting. to accept that award? I mean, it's not the same as like the Nickelodeon award, right? Like that's the big one where you get slimed. Yeah. That's I don't remember one. where the Teen Choice Awards would. Was, was that also on Nick? I don't was remember it? where that I aired. I don't remember. I don't. I, I think it was also on Nickelodeon, but I don't know. Killian Murphy wanted the role so badly that he took a plane from England to Hollywood and had lunch with Wes Craven. And uh, Craven liked his eyes a lot. I guess that was what won him over, which I can see. He has these like really uh, wow. piercing blue eyes. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to just stare in them yeah. the entire time. You're like, whoa. Like he's hypnotizing. Right. They're, they're just pools. Yeah. I guess that pen that they use in the movie that has a little Frankenstein <laughs> monster or whatever on it. Um, that was supposed to have Bart Simpson on it, but they couldn't get the rights. And apparently that would have oh. been an issue. Interestingly. That's but, so goofy. Uh, yeah. Goofy, goofy, goofy. Uh, Wes Craven was married during the middle of the shooting. He got married, I should say. Oh. That's fun. I thought um, he was only married during the middle yes, of the shoot. I was like, that's only so weird. So you got was, married for a week of the shoot and then got divorced yeah. and then... Yeah. <laughs> you know, season five, Friends, the, the last couple episodes, that's what... <laughs> they go to Vegas and yeah, it, it's that. It's, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's most of the stuff here. Let's see. Uh, uh, Jenna Mays, this was her first film, apparently. 
interestingly. Gemma Mays. Oh, Gemma, what is Gemma she Mays. doing right, right now? Yeah. Because she was, she, she was so good on Glee. Well, she's she so, so good on Glee. Hoot. Everybody knows her from Glee. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. good in that. Yeah. 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 Delightful presence. I really enjoy her. Delightful. Um, um, yeah, that's, that's most of what I got. So what's going on in this taut, taut aughts thriller? You forgot Ratchet, but okay, that's... Ratchet taut aught (laughs) thriller. That is a mouthful. Taut aught. You've got Lisa, who is a hotel manager who has some self-esteem issues um, because she always has these a really great rapport with these very snotty customers because she's a bit of a Mm -hmm. doormat. She always gives them everything that they want, and... She's on her way back to Miami after a stay in Dallas for her grandmother's funeral. Mm-hmm. And she calls her dad and her dad seems a little lonely. And he's like, when are you going to be back here? And you should call me more often and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he he always calls to see if she's okay. Um, and he's recently divorced from her mom. And he kind of spends all his time watching the comedy marathon, which <laughs> one day will crack that nut. Um, one day. And... <laughs> That great so, nut, yeah. Lisa gets to the airport, and her flight has been delayed. Ugh. And there's this asshole guy. There's always one who's just being always a dick to, to the woman who works for the airline. And she's all like, hey, she's doing the best she can. And this guy behind her, J- Jackson, steps steps in and kind of sticks up for the worker as well. And she's all like, thank you. And he's like, thank you. It's so nice that you're speaking up for the little guy, you know, and all right. that jazz. Right. Yeah. And... um. And they're like, oh, man, it's such a bummer that the flight's delayed. And he's like, how about we get a drink at the bar? I love Tex-Mex. When you're in Dallas, you got to get some Tex-Mex. Mm-hmm. And she seems a little hesitant. And he's like, it's cool. I understand. Hope you have a great flight. And she also meets this older lady. And they bond over Dr. Phil. Because <laughs> Dr. Phil Lisa's reading one of his books that her dad gave her. And she yeah. gives the lady this book to keep. And she's all like, oh, thank you. Thank you. And um, and then on her way to the gate, a lady runs into her and her Starbucks cup explodes everywhere all over her shirt. And she has to go get changed. And we see that she has this scar on her chest that she looks very ashamed of. And you're like, why do you have that scar, Lisa? And she gets out and she sees that Jackson's at the bar and she's like, Oh, why not? I changed. I'm feeling good. I got a new attitude. I'm going to go in there. And, and she goes in and talks to him and he tries to guess what kind of drink she likes. And he's like, I bet it's a Bay breeze. And he's like, and she's like, well, whatever. And, uh, (laughs) so they start drinking and shooting the shit. And she mentions her dead grandmother and she died at 91 because, you know, she ate the grape nuts and had a guy named Duke. Grandma (laughs) was a little saucy. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, and his his name is a uh, Jack Ripner, which yes. uh, you know should be a little little bit of that. Yeah, red Jack light here, but okay. Ripner but he goes by Jackson, right? That's that's, that's a thing. Right. I think Jackson I think, if you're nasty. Yeah, if you're nasty. <laughs> and, uh, and they get a call, and it says that their flight is going to start to board. And he's all like, "Hey, I um I need to take this call here, but en- enjoy your flight." But wouldn't you know it, Lisa finds herself seated right next to Jackie Boy on the flight. Mm-hmm. And she's like, are you stalking me? <laughs> right, right. And he it, it is kind of shot a... like rom com I mean, it's um, it there's still very, like very bright, very, very bright. And um, I would say the main like menacing thing is Marco Beltrami's who 
I should mention, you know, Marco Baltrami has oh, come back yes. here. His score is kind of like lurking under the surface throughout the whole opening. So you know that something's going to happen here. And uh, yeah. But yeah. I miss Marco Beltrami in horror films because I love how it'll just cut to like a shot of a building, but his music mm-hmm. is so extreme that it's like, dun, 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 dun. like, <laughs> oh, you're like, wow, that's a scary building. Holy fuck. I'm so scared. I just so extra. Yeah. Marco, my God, you got to stop scaring me. It's so intense. Like, Jesus. It's true. It's, true. it's a shot of a grilled cheese, Marco. Calm down. Yes. You know, yes. it's, it's, it's so it's exciting when he when he scores things and like um uh, the, the principal hembry opening and like the, the closet door and uh <laughs> yeah. scream like, ah! and like oh shit you scare wow. me marco you scare wow. me <laughs> and, um, and then jackie proves that he is a very chivalrous man because he helps this cougar lady put her bag in her. the overhead compartment i aspire to be she's whatever so plane of existence she's on during this flight i think she took some xanax and had some white wine she's i don't so know great. if it's mixing well but i think she looks very happy and i want to like i want what she has if they did a reboot of that like this would be the jennifer coolidge character just like <laughs> can you help me with my bags put my bag in there <laughs> <laughs> thanks big boy <laughs> this part needs to be ex- expanded i believe her yes. and cynthia that works at the ho- hotel should have their own spinoff because they're mm-hmm. delightful they're great um and the flight takes off, and Lisa's a bit nervous about flying, so he starts talking to her about her dad to kind of dis- dis- distract her during the takeoff, and pretty soon the conversation gets a little weird, because they start talking about what he does for a living, and he's like, oh, I'm an assassin, and she's like, oh, haha, ha. and he's mm-hmm. like, I'm telling you the truth, I work for this domestic terrorist association, and I need your help, and she's like, <laughs> um, uh, what and 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 he's like so i'm planning on assassinating this guy named charles keith who is in charge of homeland security and he always stays at your ho- hotel he's going to be there today and what i need you to do is i need you to call and make sure you change his room so we have an easier target to hit and if you don't there's this guy who's parked outside your dad's house and i'm going to have him go in there and turn off his smooth jazz and then kill him yeah. And she's like, well, that sounds really sucky. And so she starts like getting really emotional and she's crying and she decides to page the flight attendant. And he's like, don't you do it. Don't you do it. If you say anything, he is dead. And so yeah. the flight attendant gets there and, and she's and she sees that, you know, Lisa's a big mess. And Jackson's like, oh, she's her grandmother died. She's just very emotional. And the flight attendant's <laughs> like. Like, how about some water and tissues? Will that help? (laughs) Yeah. The the buildup is just really good because it's like they're talking normally and, you know, you think they're just, you know, just just two people connecting and, you know, maybe they're going to date and uh, maybe Mm -hmm. they'll, you know, go somewhere. But then, yeah, like you said, like it just slowly starts to turn and like she's not sure whether to take him seriously at first. Like maybe he's just telling maybe he just has a weird sense of humor, maybe dark sense of humor. Maybe, he, you know, who knows? But yeah, at some point, it's like, no, actually, I'm just I'm telling you the fucking truth. Like that he he has no he doesn't hide anything. Basically, he's very upfront, which I will give him that. It's nice that he, yeah. you know, he doesn't like hide anything. He's just like, here, this is what's happening. And you're going to help all business. Yeah, you know, it's all business here. He's so good at his job, really. I mean, it, it's yeah. just the commitment is yeah. astounding. Truly, it's got kind of a, um, a Twilight Zone nightmare at 2000. I mean, just I mean, maybe it's just the par- the paranoia and the um, isolation vibes right. here. But everything is uh you know, on this plane, particularly as we go here and like um, 
things start to happen and uh, the, the 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 storm at some point is about to kick yeah. in and, yeah yeah because of course there's a storm you can't there's gotta be a storm horror, you know a horror or a thriller on on a plane where everything mm-hmm. is just smooth you can't do yeah. that because that's yeah. not exciting no, no not exciting. So of course there's turbulence everywhere but eventually mm-hmm. they do take off the seatbelt signs yeah. and the lady who gave uh, who lisa gave that book to comes over for a chat as jackson's asked by the cougar to help her mm-hmm. with something else mm-hmm. and so he's busy with that and the lady's talking to lisa and lisa's like oh let me tell you the part of the book that I really like. I'll highlight it. And she takes her highlighter and she, and she writes a message. We never see what it is, but it's some kind of a, you know, SOS thing. Yeah. And she gives it back to the lady and Jack comes back in and he's like, I'm going to assume she's probably going to read that message you wrote for her. So yeah, pow. And he headbutts mm. her unconscious. <laughs> yeah. The headbutting seems a little unnecessary. Like, was that the, the best way you <laughs> can do this? But okay. nowhere. <laughs> just... And then his forehead is just like bleeding a little bit. And uh... yeah, like the, flight attendant comes and is like oh she's out good she looks yeah. so much more peaceful yeah yeah he's like yeah it'll be good and then like about about a half hour later she wakes up and jack it tells her that he took the book from the old lady and ripped out the message so she better mm-hmm. do what he says yeah so and she, i think also um, during the storm like she she pretended to do what he asked. Uh, you know, she, oh, she that's called com- on... Co- coming up here. Yeah. It's coming up. Okay, yeah. Because the yeah, storm is because... still going at this point, I guess. Yes. The, well, so okay. she, she agrees to call Cynthia, who works at the hotel, and change Keith's res, res, reservation. But the storm mm-hmm. makes the call drop, and she pretends like she's still talking on, on the phone. But Jack can see the phone screens for the people next to them, and they've disconnected. And he's like, aha, nice try. We'll have to wait mm. until they come back on again. And she's like, hey, can I go to the bathroom? And he's like, fine, but I'm going to keep your purse. So don't try any shit. And so mm. she goes in there. And there's this little girl who waits for her outside net, net, next in line. And she's creeped out because Jack keeps like wah, wah, watching her. And she's like, what is going on with these two? And Lisa goes in there and is like freaking out. But then she gets an idea. And she writes on the mirror that Jackson has a bomb and she writes it in soap. But unfortunately, he comes in and he sees that and he kind of rough roughs her up a bit. And mm-hmm. the kid tells everyone, like, this guy just went in there and they're like, oh, it must be one of those flights. And <laughs> and and then, like, he gets out and they go back to 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 the seat. And one of the flight attendants is just like, this isn't a motel. <laughs> just Like, walk back to the seats yeah the little and, girl is very perceptive too like she knows something is going oh, yeah. on here and uh it's gonna Absolutely. come back to bite him on the ass later oh it will and so they go back to the seats and jackson's like oh, the phones are back on make the call so she's like all right fine and so she accomplishes this she gets cynthia to change the room by saying that there's like some sort of like septic tank issue or something in the to- toilet mm-hmm. and then Jack reveals that they're killing Keith's entire family too. And she's starting mm. to feel a lot of guilt. She's like, okay, yeah. I did my part. So can you call that guy and tell him not to kill my dad? And and he's like, yeah, I'll do that when we land. And she's like, what the fuck? We had a deal. Like, c- come on. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it, don't, don't worry about it. He's not going to do anything without my approval. And they're about to land. And that's when Lisa finally reveals that she got that scar on her chest from an attack in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. and she promised that something like that would never happen again mm-hmm. and she's taken this pen from this teenage sketch artist on the plane 
<laughs> and she stabs Jack in the windpipe and rushes off off all off the plane right as it l- lands, and she's pushing yep. everyone away. And, and this is- everyone thinks that she's crazy, so they put out this bulletin in the airport. And they're trying to get medical attention for Jackson. And a- as he's running off, off, off the plane, the kid like trips him and he falls. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's really it's almost cool. like a like it, it's almost like two different movies. You know, it starts out mm-hmm. more just like the 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 plane thriller and all that, and then that now it kind of turns into more of the sort of chase political thriller thing. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, it's I mean, it works. I think, but it is um, it is a little bit of a shift here. Well, yeah, there's elements of, like, the rom-com, then there's a lot of action stuff, then traditional Mm -hmm. thriller, a little slashery at the end, you know? Yep, at the end here, yeah. Kind of got something for everyone, you know? It gives you something. And I remember everybody talked about the windpipe thing afterwards. Like, that was a big water cooler discussion. Hey, did you see Red Eye where he gets, like, the the pan in the the windpipe? That was, like, the the one thing I remember from this movie was the pen. Mm -hmm. I I don't know why. That is the one bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she's, like, running through the air airport trying trying to disguise herself at one point she like sits down with these two girls and and is like <laughs> we're doing a survey about the this service here have you been to this airport often and they're like yeah sure we come here all the time where'd she she's go like, she's care. gone I don't care. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile back she... on the plane the um the uh, the blonde woman is like helping um uh, but what's his face jackson and she's like are you all right sweetheart and she's like oh god <laughs> and, then, the wimp and then she's yelling out like he he got stabbed by that woman she stabbed that guy while she's Wait, like running to get a doctor <laughs> and he like steals a scarf and like wraps it around his neck yeah it's very fashionable you know <laughs> he's chasing after her and he gets to her just as she's getting on that little sub subway thing to take her mm-hmm. to the other side of the airport. And then once she gets there, she steals a r- rental car from this couple. I feel bad for them. I mean, they were just, you know, they had plans and she just ruined them. But it's for the mm-hmm. sake of the country. Yep. Because she's speeding down the highway and she has a cell phone and, and it's it's almost out of battery, but she gets to call Cynthia at the hotel and she says, you have to move the Keefs. There's going to be a bombing because there are these people that are appear to be fishermen that are on a boat like right across the way from the room where he is with his family and they bring up these like <laughs> these big <laughs> these this, this big like tub of cannons or some shit from under the sea <laughs> bazookas yeah it's, it's it's a lot and also their boat is called rapture which They're is a rapture. little on the nose <laughs> on the nose and thankfully cynthia gets them out in time for the room to just completely explode and then um cynthia's on the way to her i mean not cynthia lisa's on her way to her dad's and once she gets she gets there <laughs> she sees that the assassin is outside with 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 a gun and he tries to shoot her so she just floors <laughs> runs it right and into runs him. into him <laughs> and through the house in the car it's so good but i mean her dad was doing construction anyways so it's not like a big deal yeah, like, it's you know they'll make do yeah you know. put up some drywall it'll be fine she's like i never liked that door anyway dad it's ugly <laughs> and and so she makes it back home and um and her dad is fine and he's like okay let me go call the police and she's like great i'm gonna go call cynthia at at work and make sure everything's good but while she's 
doing that, Jackson comes in and knocks out her dad. And it's just her and Jackson. And, there, and there's a big, a big chase and a hide-and-seek game. And eventually he finds her, shoves her down some stairs. And she finds the gun that the assassin had and shoots him. And then her dad pops out and completes the job. And Jackson's dead. And they're happy. And the Keefs have been saved. And she goes back to work and... And she's all like, Cynthia, you did a great job. And she's like, I'm a little scared. Thank you. And then this horrible couple that had been fighting with Cynthia at the beginning show up. And they're like, I cannot believe this. Who is running this place? I mean, there was shrapnel and and all kinds kinds of things that fell on us from the explosion above us in our room. I mean, what, what is happening? And... <laughs> um. Lisa's like, well, you can fill out a comment card and, and, and a comment card. We're not going to do that. And she's like, I think you should. And then you can shove it up your ass. <laughs> and then the Keefs come and they're like, thank you for saving us. And it's a happy ending. <laughs> it's and good. I think we all learned a lot from this experience. <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> Especially Cynthia. I mean, she had a, yeah. a pretty crazy day. I like when she's just like totally like broken down. And she's like, you know, I think we had a really good night. All things considered. Just one instance, really. <laughs> I mean, why not a show where it's just her working at a hotel dealing with crazy shit like this all the time? Yes. That would be so much yes. fun. Yes. Have you have you started Poker Face yet? I haven't. No, I've not. It's it's uh, it's like every episode she for whatever reason stumbles onto like these murderers who are trying to get away with something, <laughs> and like she's not a detective. She just like randomly stumbles onto these people, and like that could be like <laughs> Cynthia. Like every episode, like bad things are happening to her, and like nobody knows why. She's just like. <laughs> having to deal with them and you know i mean some people just attract chaos they do you know? yeah like, yeah if you've ever been on faith facebook we always have that one person who it just seems like tragedy just finds them every fucking day mm-hmm. it's like well last week if if getting divorced wasn't bad enough and losing my dog i found out i've got lupus yep. and i just got fired and my yep. kid has to get an abortion i'm like dear god <laughs> What is happening in your life? And it's been like this for years. I'm like, how are yeah. you still here? Yes. Lord. That's Keep like on Cynthia. She just attracts chaos. Yep. And horrible people. <laughs> Cynthia and the horrible no good day slash life. <laughs> I'd watch it. Watch it. I'd watch it. Uh, it's, red a, eye. it's a it's red eye. It's a, it's a solid little thriller. It's um uh like I'm glad we got a 4K. Very taut. It's a taut, taut movie. Taut thriller. Taut. taut. Um, like it's it, like you said, it's got a little bit of something for everyone. Um, a little bit of slasher stuff at the end there with this this chase sink sequence where they're running upstairs and uh, she's throwing like vases at him and uh, <laughs> chairs and very ghost face, you know, adjacent here. Yeah, she's and, like uh, hiding in the bathroom and peeling back to the shower curtain and being like, "Is there anybody in there?" Yeah. Right. I like how they also established, like, at the beginning of the movie that she played sports in high school, so that's why she's so good at, like, swinging this cane around, I guess. And, like, it's just the details, you know, the little details are nice. She was the number one cane swinger in her school. Yes, that in was, her school. Uh, okay. It was a, a big sport. In the yearbook, okay? It is okay. definitely in there. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. It's a real thing, I'm sure. Yeah. So, somewhere in the Midwest. I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got some Hitchcock vibes. It's 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 really really solid here. Uh, um, definitely one of his better later career movies. So it's it was fun yeah. to revisit. 
yeah, it had been such a long time since I'd seen it. I mean, 2005, good Lord. I don't think I ever mm-hmm. even saw it on like DVD or TV after mm-hmm. the theatrical release. And it's, I just never really sought it out. I en- enjoyed yeah. it when I first s- saw it, but for whatever reason, I just, I don't know. I'd never yeah. seen it again until last night. And it's, it yeah. is quite a delightful little film. It's only it 85 is. minutes. It only is, 85 minutes. It's just a teeny tiny little movie. God, I miss like 90-ish minute movies. I just miss them. It just gets in, gets out, gets to the point. It's delightful. Yep. There's some character beats in there. Like you, you still care about her and um, yeah. her relationship with her dad and stuff. It's it's mm-hmm. it's impressive. Impressive. Well, they do go out of their way to make her seem like a really good person. I mean, she's always like letting yeah. people cut in front of her in line, right. standing yeah. up for the little guy, mm-hmm. letting old ladies take her books you know she's right. like she seems like a good person but a little people pleasy a little people pleasing yeah i think she learns her lesson by the yeah. end so yeah. it's yeah. a it's a story of empowerment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah a morality tale and uh it is. i hope we all learn something and uh i know i did i, I know did. i did too yeah yeah whatever happened to dreamworks i was like oh look this was a dreamworks movie um, oh, I think they still make animated movies. I don't know about anything else these days, but um, we hear about them. You know, they're like they and they and they and they and they were so big for like you know like late nineties until like late two thousands maybe. Yeah, I'm like looking at their list of movies here. It's yeah, it's mostly animated stuff nowadays. Um, uh, the Crudes, How to Train Your Dragon, Troll Hunters, oh, yeah, all these animated kind of movies. Um. But uh, yeah, I don't know if, if they're still making live action stuff or not. I, I feel like I saw something recently that had DreamWorks before it, but I can't remember mm. what it was. Mm. Who knows? They were so prolific for a while there. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's uh, Red Eye. And uh, mm. with some uh, bonus thoughts on Scream 6. That's uh, right. We got a little bonus. A little bonus. And uh, I don't know what we're doing for the rest of the month, but uh, we'll figure it out. And uh, Oh, yeah. As always, we're uh, flying by the seam of our pants here. See Mm -hmm. what I did there? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, you know, uh, we would ask that you, uh, you know, put your chairs back to an upright position and uh, make sure the... um, what are they, those little tables? They're up the and uh, up against the chair. Are yeah, yeah. Stowed, stowed away. You know, as we uh, uh, prepare for landing here, and uh... here we are. <laughs> Can you feel the vibrations? We've arrived landed. in Miami. Oh God, Florida. Oh, not Florida. Uh, shit. Of course, Florida. this took place in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. It's like I just Florida saw a, another crazy story about Florida today. I'm like, why is Did it you? always Florida? What is always going Florida. on there? Jesus. God. Something like, in the water. Just, I mean, Mike, I've never seen another state that's like, uh, what are they doing? Yeah. What is going on there? Yeah. Florida man wow. stabbed in the windpipe with a Frankenstein pen. And that's the least crazy thing to happen that that's, day in Florida. <laughs> that's a Tuesday in Florida. You know, yeah. that's just... <laughs> They're like, did an alligator also eat him at the same time? Right, right. And did he mm. try to b- ban drag shows? And, like, <laughs> do, like, I mean, 
<laughs> it's a lot of shit there, you know. It is. Yes, it is. Um, but yeah, um, I, I, I forgot to get up. Overlooked gem today, so uh, I guess we'll skip that for this week. Okay. We gave you enough. We yeah. gave you enough, folks. Haven't we given you enough? <laughs> Fine, take it all. You're never satisfied. <laughs> the love of God, listeners. Uh, but yeah, yeah. As always, if you want to know what we're following next week, uh, you can follow us on or what we're covering next week. I should say, you can follow us: Facebook, Twitter, Hohh Podcast, Instagram. Homos on Haunted Hill, that is all one word, uh, letterboxed. You can leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you to those who have. And uh, we'll uh, be back at some point, hopefully next week, but uh, we'll see. Our schedules have been crazy. Chris has been filming a new movie. Yes. Um, any juicy updates for the listeners who are dying to know? Um. Well, I can tell you it's called When the Trash Man Knocks. And it's, <laughs> like, it. it's like ordinary people meets ha- halloween mm. i don't know mm. make of that what what you will but it's a film about will. trauma mm. trash man like trauma e- 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 like everything now it's all about the tr- mm. trauma mm. interesting but interesting. it has been a fun shoot we're about uh, a little over halfway in the can we have a big week next in the week. can <laughs> i know because it's you know the trash man and it's the mm-hmm. trash can and it's <laughs> Sometimes I make funny puns, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just it's the story of a mother and a son who went through a very horrific incident involving people in their family who were murdered, and mm-hmm. the person that murdered them returns after many, many years of uh, hiding, and they have to face their fears or perish in the hands of the trash man. <laughs> and that's how he talks too he says i am the trash man wow beware me he doesn't talk like that that would be very silly how old is the um well you don't have to tell me the exact all but like how is the character supposed to be and the the actor that's playing him is it like 30s 20s 40s? oh yeah probably like um the character's supposed to be like late 30s gotcha gotcha um, cool but yeah the actor playing him is i think late 20s early 30s Cool. So we're cheating a bit, but there's a mask, so like you'll never know. Okay, okay. All, right, all right, all right. Movie magic here. All right. Yeah. You'll never know. I hate when those movies lie to me about stuff. It's like that actor said he was playing a 32 year old, but he was 34. <gasps> and I hate it. I hate it. I thought that was rude. I gave it a bad mm. review on the Amazon because of that. <laughs> I don't like being lied to as a movie goer. <laughs> I think it's real. It's a real cheat. Well, looking forward to it, and uh, uh, that will be your future overlooked gem, folks. For oh, maybe so. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That'd be fun. And uh, we will uh, talk to you next week. Safe traveling. (laughs) Safe flying. Yeah. (laughs) Keep keep those pins handy. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to make best friends with the person you're sitting next to. You don't know their life. No. You know, sometimes it's okay just to sit in silence. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be nervous if they talked too much. That's that's yeah. kind of a red flag on it the is. red eye. A red flag on the red eye. <laughs> yeah. Now that sounds like a like a jalo. Red yes. flag on the red, red eye. Red flag on the red eye. Huh. Starring Daria Nicolodi. <laughs> there is a red flag on the on the red eye. <laughs> Is he, is he red? 
Red flag of death on the red eye. Yes, there's there's so many options. This this the alliteration is endless. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Oh, okay, everyone. We'll talk to y'all later. Yeah, talk to you later. Bye. Goodbye.